Tonight on True Today, more evidence President Trump won 2020. Also, we have Christian genocide happening around the world, record anti-Semitism, and yet all the world and Christian leaders like the Pope want to talk about is Hamas and Muslims, the poor Muslims. Why is that? Also, if we have time, we'll get into the Epstein evidence. No surprise there, and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on Truth Today. This is Pastor Sharam Hayden with Truth and Love Ministry. We're so glad you can be with us, taking time out of your schedule to join us live here on our program. We're glad that, uh, to be back up and, up and running with you. And um, I want to encourage you, of course, uh, if you're on our website, which you see on the screen there, tillministry.com, check out our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Um, and please, please make sure that you like the page or, or click follow because um, that is how we build up our views. And I think we are getting closer and closer to the, the thousand followers on this page. I know it's not a lot, but when we were kicked off of YouTube, we had, uh, I don't know, eight, 9,000, 10,000, something like that followers uh, that would regularly, you know, be looking at our page. And then when we got kicked off of YouTube, of course, we lost all those. So we're slowly trying to build up our followers again. So if you are not a follower and you'd like to be, please click on follow on rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Of course, if you're uh, on there, you can also check out our website, tillministry.com. By the way, I just want to uh, let folks know, if you happen to be anywhere near Colorado area, I'm going to be uh, the 21st and 22nd in Greeley, Colorado, Pierce, Colorado, in that area for three events and two nights, just a short trip. Uh, so please check that out on our calendar. It is up on our events calendar on our website. So we have a lot to jump onto. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Let us know where you're from. If you're on Rumble on the chat there, uh, yeah, there's the link there, rumble.com slash Ramhaney. If you happen to be on our website, you can check that out. Um, we got folks from, from Washington State, East Tennessee, South Texas. Um, we got, uh, yeah, Tennessee. Thank you guys so much all for being with us. So tonight, um, you know, I, I know I've been covering a lot on the elections and Trump and things like that, but this report came out from Trump today, and I wanted to focus on that. But before we get into that, I want to get into the Word of God. Just one verse uh, or chapter here that jumped on my heart. If you happen to have your Bibles, you can you can uh, join us there. And it is in the book of Habakkuk. That's right, Habakkuk, um, all the way in the Old Testament and in chapter 1. And this is speaking to the aspect of what I was talking about Tuesday with the condition of a nation. Uh, lawlessness, injustice, corruption, right? If you, if you didn't catch our show on Tuesday, I think we have an image for it, right? Uh, no, that's not the one. There we go. We talked about that as we started off 2024. Go ahead and bring that up. We we're talking about obeying God and not corrupt government and preparing ourselves to make sure that we are in obedience to God in all that we do in our lives, in our faith, with our families, with our finances, with our decisions. And that is preparing us 
for the fact that there's probably going to be a further and further corruption of government, especially when you have a nation that has rejected God. So in the book of Habakkuk, the prophet here is speaking, obviously, about the judgment of God upon a nation. And one of the judgments, people always ask me this question about, you know, what is it going to look like when God judges America for her sins? And I said, God is already judging America for her sins. God is already judging America for the rejection of our faith and foundation on the Bible, on a Judeo-Christian history. So the prophet is asking the question of the Lord in verse 2. This is chapter 1 of the book of Habakkuk in verse 2. O Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Isn't that a good question? Isn't that how you feel sometimes? That's how I feel. When I'm looking at what's going on in our nation, when I'm looking at what's going on in the world, I want to cry. I grieve. I mourn. I mourn at the condition of the world. I mourn at the condition of our nation. I mourn at the condition of the church and Christians. And the prophet here is speaking to the fact that um, how long until God hears? He says then, even cry out to you, there's violence. Look at all this violence. Isn't, isn't that exactly what's going on today? Lord, look at all this violence. We have violence in the world. We have violence in our streets. We have violence at our borders. We have violence with all these uh, Muslim mobs and their leftist TikTok followers who are a bunch of socialist little, little Marxist commies now wearing the, the, the uh, Hamas scarf instead of the Antifa black. So we see all this violence and we're crying out to the Lord. And then he says, and you will not save. Why, verse 3, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble for plundering and violence are before me? There is strife and contention arises, right? Look at our nation, so divided, so contentious. But you want to know the answer? Here's the answer. Well, actually, let me, sorry, let me read verse 4 and then the answer from the Lord. He then goes on to say, the prophet, asking the Lord the question, therefore the law is powerless and justice never goes forth for the wicked surround the righteous. Isn't that what's going on? Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. So instead of true justice going forward, perverse justice goes forward. Um, justice that is not according to, to the voice of the Lord. And so here's the, the Lord's uh, return. He says, look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. And so, it is so important to understand as a positive that even though these things are happening, right? And that was my point with the show on Tuesday was that if we put our reliance and our, and our trust and our faith in God and we trust that all of these events that are happening in the world, all of this system, 
of government that is being formed, which the Bible calls the beast system. All of these things, folks, we trust that God is sovereign and in control. We must look now in the world, okay? And, and I got to catch myself in this because oftentimes I can look at only the negative, but I want to focus on what God is doing. And so it says, For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. So God's in the midst of all of this. We know that in the end times, in the last days, there's going to be a harvest. There's going to be uh, an outpouring of God's Spirit. We know from Joel chapter 2 and Acts chapter 2 that in the last days, God's going to pour out a Spirit on all flesh. We know that many will be saved. We know that many will begin to see signs and wonders. God is supernaturally revealing himself at the same time that there is absolute wickedness in the world, just pure wickedness, unadulterated evil happening, and so much deception and corruption and just, just everything is upside down, correct? So um, I believe that we are and need to be looking up at the Lord and looking at the world and understanding that in the midst of all of this shaking, God is sovereign and God is doing a work. And even if the work is judgment, even if the work is judgment, because clearly what the prophet was asking God is look at the condition and he's speaking of the fact that there is no justice. Well, that's part of the judgment. I've said this so many times. Part of the judgment of God is turning a nation over, and therefore now that nation is in judgment. And he then says in verse 6, For indeed I am raising up the Chaldeans, a bitter and hasty nation, which marches towards the breath of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. Now I look at that verse, and all that pops in my head is Islam. I think you can practically apply that today, and I've said this so many times. I believe Islam will be the foot soldiers of the globalists. They are the foot soldiers of the globalists. The globalists are working with the Muslims, and therefore Islam becomes their battering ram to destroy and create havoc in nations. So when he says, the Lord says, For indeed I am raising up the Chaldeans, a bitter and hasty nation, to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. What are, what are the Muslims doing? They're going into foreign nations and taking over foreign nations that don't belong to them. But they're being invited in. The hordes are being invited in. Now we want to see more of the Gazans invited in. And they take places that are not theirs. And God is allowing this as part of the judgment, as part of the shaking. And it says, verse 7, they are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity proceed from themselves. Their horses also are swifter than lepers and more fierce than evening wolves. Their chargers charge ahead. Their cavalry comes afar. So again, it is talking about in context the Chaldeans of that time, but I think you can easily apply it to the hordes of Muslims and the hordes of these foreign nations that come into Western Europe and Canada and uh, Australia, and New Zealand, and now you, the United States. Verse 9, they all come for violence. Their faces are set like the east wind. 
They gather captives like sand. They scoff at kings and princes are scorned by them. They deride every stronghold for they heap up, up earthen mounds and seize it. Then his mind changes and he transgresses. He commits offense, ascribing this power to his God. Oh my gosh. Isn't that incredible? They describe power to their God. So they come and they shout, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, as they're killing and, and creating mayhem, working with these leftist, communist, globalist, Marxist, socialists. And yet God has allowed this. This is not a blessing. God, people say, well, God's bringing all these Muslims into our nation, all these foreigners into our nation. No, no, no. This is not a blessing. This is a judgment. It's a judgment of God that he's bringing all these people in. Now, is there an opportunity to evangelize them? Of course there is. But, but it is not God's will. It is not God's hand. It is God's judgment. And this is how he's shaking the nations. But still, I want to encourage you, there's a good work ahead. There's a good work ahead. And so... Um, Let's go to, uh, again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, let us know where you're from if you didn't already. I want to go to the story here. Let's go to InfoWars. This is our, actually, let's go to our headlines first. The headline tonight, if you joined us late, is Trump, more evidence from, this is, of course, from Donald Trump himself, that Trump won 2020 handily, all right? Now, if, you're, if you've been following us for any period of time, you know, no surprise, no surprise. What is a surprise is that people still parrot the media and uh, the deep state and the Democrats and the Republicans and many uh, Christians who will say there was no evidence of election fraud. We had the most secure election in American history. Wow. That is the definition right there of being delusional. That's delusional, folks. Seriously. Um, welcome from Florida. Good to have you guys. All right. So here's the headline. Let's go. Trump releases 2020 election fraud report for Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. So five battleground states. Now, keep this up for a second, please. You notice on the article, if you go, this is from InfoWars, okay? So if you go to the article... I want to highlight right at the top. I don't know if you can see it there. It says President Trump, uh, President, uh, presidential frontrunner Donald Trump issued a summary. So you got to click on that, okay? Because I don't have time tonight to go through all of this, but you got to click on that. And that summary is a report that we'll highlight just in a minute here. But I, I want to just read to you first. Um, no, don't bring this up yet. I want to read to you first what he said on his Truth Social page, okay? This is what he said on his Truth Social page. And um, hi from Rapid City. Welcome. Listen, folks, please understand. Those who are convinced that this was a fair and free election, those who are convinced that there's no evidence of election fraud, Nothing is going to change their mind. If they've already dug their heels in, if they're already invested in the fraud, remember our show last week was Trump ballot gate selection, not election. Go and watch that show. 
So I don't think we're going to be changing the minds of those uh, for the most part. Uh, hello from South Carolina. Good evening. Um, but what this, here's what he said. This is on Truth Social. I am pleased to share a report that is fully verified. Most of the information was gotten from government sources, tapes, and other public records, and compiled by the most highly qualified election experts in the country, Trump wrote on Truth Social this week. These numbers are determinative, and in all cases, are hundreds of thousands of voters pursuing state more than I needed to win that state. Uh, if the Republican Senate does not, did he say the Republican Senate? What Republican Senate? The, the Republicans don't have power in the Senate. I'm not sure what he means there. If the, maybe, maybe he's saying if the Republicans in the Senate, that's probably what he's saying, does not step forward and address this atrocity, it will happen again and be virtually impossible for Republicans to win elections in the future. Well, I would, I would assert that um, already it's rigged, right? Right, folks? Hello from Pennsylvania. Good evening. And so he then says in a second post, remember, I was not campaigning. The 2020 election was long over. What I was doing is bringing to light the fact that the election was without question rigged and stolen. As president and commander in chief, it was my duty to do so. If I did not do this, I would have been in violation of my oath of office and the take care clause, which requires the president to quote, take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Therefore, I am entitled to total immunity because that is exactly what I was doing, taking care of our country and guarding it from rigged and stolen elections. Democrats are willing to play a far different game. They're willing to cheat at levels never seen before. Now, there's a link to the Twitter of Cain Koa, the great, I don't know, Cain Koa. And so, we're going to split screen here, and I'm going to go through, now go ahead and you got to move me over there, Elias. Uh, I'm going to split screen, and we're going to just go through a little bit of this very quickly here. Now, this is a 32-page report, okay? So I'm not covering all this tonight, but I want to give you some highlights, and it goes through all five states. So if you click on that summary report that I mentioned, it brings up a PDF that is called Summary of uh, Election Fraud in the 2020 Presidential Election in the Swing States. Now, let's go just for a minute to the Twitter and go ahead and bring this up, Elias. Uh, and are we good or not yet? Huh? Oh, I see. Um, no, it's good. Okay, just bring it over for a minute and, and let's just show folks. So we're just going to go split screen here, and you'll see this is the PDF. Uh, thank you, American Patriots, for uh, posting the link there. I appreciate that. This is the uh, PDF because that's the actual Nucleus files that is there. And in it, I want to read the first, uh, the introduction. 
okay? I don't think, yeah, the introduction is here. So scroll down. Hopefully you guys can see this on your screens is big enough. You should be able to. I can see it on my computer here. You notice there it says ongoing investigations in the swing states reveals what? You see that? Reveals hundreds of thousands of votes were altered and or not lawfully cast in the presidential election. Now, if you go down a bit, uh, or if you can scroll that up a little bit, there you go. It says there, uh, the summary. In Georgia, President Trump was up by 12 points and over 335,000 votes with 56% of the votes in at 10.17 p.m. In Wisconsin, Trump was leading by 121,380. Five points up at 12.12 a.m. Fox News anchor Brett Baer noted was not a small margin. Pennsylvania, Trump was leading by 659,145 votes at 12.38 a.m., 15 points up. Michigan, leading by 293,000 votes and 10 points up. However, precincts in Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Milwaukee kept counting until the results reached their desired outcome. Now, what I wanted to highlight here was the fact that I, I believe um, part of this, folks, is Trump dealing with the Georgia, um, Trump dealing um, with the Georgia situation because he's obviously in, indicted in Georgia for inciting what um, uh, election fraud because he questions the election fraud. So he's being fraudulent to question the election fraud. So I think this is the evidence that they're, they're wanting to put out in the public now to show that this is a, you know, a sham of a prosecution. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody that's following us. And somebody asked, do you believe Pastor Trump was involved with Epstein? I can't speak to that other than I can say that the documents that did come out, whoever was being interviewed in those document dumps said that they have no knowledge of Trump being involved or being at the island, Epstein Island, or any of that. So that's all I can go on. If anybody has more evidence of that, please post it in the, in the comment section. But that's all that I can go on based on there. But I want to focus on this because now... It goes into the first state there of Georgia. So now, can you go up a little bit? It says President Trump was right to voice. No, no the other way. Sorry, uh, he was right to voice his objection um, to whatever has unfolded before the country's eyes. And yeah, you can see it there. Yeah, there you go. Now keep going up. Let's go up and look at Georgia. All right. So here's Georgia. So highlight the first part. Uh, he lost supposedly by 11,779 votes, right? So now this is pretty extensive. Okay, I'm going to go pretty, through this pretty fast. But uh, it's talking about Fulton County, just one county, right? All right. If you look at now, it says not a single ballot cast during early in-person voting was witnessed to or signed off by. That's the second paragraph there. By poll managers as required by Georgia election rules. Seals were broken memory cards removed from tabulators for the results of these 315,000 votes, which were printed out on different machines than the ones that tabulated them. This prevented the reconciliation of how many votes were cast 
on each machine. Okay, moving on. The ballot images of these votes, along with the rest of in-person ballots cast on Election Day, were destroyed. The vote in Georgia was counted three times. The original machine count, the statewide hand recount, and a second machine count. Each time, the state and Fulton County reported three different results. Three different results. Then, Fulton County did not count the same ballots during the original count and the machine recount. There are 19,541 distinct ballots that appear in one machine count but not the other. So theoretically, <clears throat> those would be either reconciled or thrown out, folks. If they cannot be reconciled, according to most states and their laws, they have to be cast aside. Or they have to be reconciled. <clears throat> Thousands of fraudulent presidential-only ballots were injected into the second machine count only of the president's race, with huge margins favoring Joe Biden. Ballots that are blank except for the presidential contest were counted. So you have ballots that are coming in. Think about this, right? Ballots that are coming in that are only have the president. Yes, thank you, um, American Patriots, for saying that uh, about uh, Trump being exonerated, cleared in the Epstein files. And I'm glad to hear that, by the way. I, I truly am. I'm relieved that at least there's no overt evidence of that. But think about this, okay? So you have, like, when people vote, right? There's times that I may not know a certain person to vote for. I'll do a fill-in. Maybe I'll leave it blank, right? But can you imagine only voting for the president and then leaving everything down ballot empty, right? That's not likely, right? But yet... This second, um, where were we here again, Elias? I lost my spot there for a second. Oh, the second vote were injected into the second machine count. Thousands, not a few, thousands are now blank with only the president marked for Joe Biden. Think about that. How does that not raise a red flag? And now the ballots that are blank except for the presidential contest were counted in batches together with the pattern appearing in at least eight counties, including Fulton. This means Georgia did not have the votes to justify its, or, uh, its original election results. And you can see there that in the document, not here, you don't see it here, folks, on Twitter. But if you go to the actual article that, um, that American Patriots posted on the... Um, link or, or on our chat, you'll see, again, InfoWars, you'll see that it gives the, uh, the links. So if you're looking for the actual links, the actual uh, evidence, they link it there, uh, different articles, different reports, okay? Moving on. The second machine vote, do we have that there? Yeah. Count was over 17,000 votes short what? Fulton County was instructed to reconcile the results by the Secretary of State and recertifies his results without divulging the extent of the vote deficiency to members of the Fulton County Board of Registers and Elections. Thousands of bogus votes were ultimately added into the election results via the second machine count. This includes 
20,977 unsubstantiated votes of unknown origin. The results were missing 17,852 ballot images and included 3,125 duplicate ballot images that were counted twice. Wow. And it goes on and on. 88%, go down there a little bit there, 88% of Fulton County precincts reported a different total number of votes between the first and second machine count. The only electronic votes that survived from the first count were the mail-in ballots since they were tabulated on a high-speed scanner. Their ballot images were automatically uploaded to the election server. 90% of these approximately 148,000 absentee ballots cast in Fulton County cannot be authenticated. Ballot images for 132,000 mail-in votes have no SHA file, which is created automatically when a ballot is scanned and used to authenticate the digital image of the vote. I want to show you, the reason I'm going through so much detail, I want to show you, this is not conjecture. This is a well-articulated report with specific ins instances of absolute disparities, irregularities, um, illegalities where they didn't follow the law, they didn't follow the rules, um, bizarre things like only ballots with the president's name marked. Thousands of those. I mean, so this is so detailed. Look at the next point. There are 104,000, almost 105,000 ballot image files of these mail-in ballots from the original count contain identical modified timestamps, suggesting electronic manipulation. And then, again, in the original, you see the uh, references. Um... 376,000 ballot images are missing from the first machine count, which includes all in-person votes in Fulton County. Wow. And it goes on and on. Let's go to the one where it says, uh, no, go up a little bit. Right there, 4,081 false votes Joe Biden for Joe Biden were included in the hand count audit results for Fulton County. The false votes were the result of 36 accounting errors, which were confirmed by Governor Brian Kemp's office and investigators working for Secretary Brad Raffensperger. Raffensperger. Yet, they have never been removed from the official hand count results. These errors alone would reduce the margin of that uh, vote of the 11,000 whatever that supposedly Biden won by to 7,698. And it goes on and on and on. There are over 364,000 ineligible voter registrations on the rolls. Um, in 2020, there were absentee ballots issued to Bangkok, Thailand, Georgia. Denver, Georgia, Detroit, Georgia, Los Angeles, Georgia, and other fraudulent addresses that do not exist. Uh, I think that's before, I don't think I'm there yet. Go, go back up. Uh, I'm not quite there yet. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm there. Go, go back down. Keep going. You got to go, go quite a ways, I think, to get to right there, right there in 2020. Um, Ballots were fraudulently cast in 2020 from addresses listed as Bronx, Georgia, Hilton Head, Georgia, Louisville, Georgia, San Diego, Georgia, New Orleans, Georgia, French Creek, Georgia, Virginia. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. 43,000 
907 Dropbox ballots validated chain of custody required in DeKalb County. 43,907. 59,000 of the 79,460 Dropbox ballots in Fulton County were not immediately transported to the election registrar in violation of state election board rules. I mean, it just goes on. So they have like nine, 10, uh, like nine pages just for Georgia. And then, does this one go, if you keep going, does it go into Wisconsin, Elias? Yeah, they, okay, here's Wisconsin. All right, now I'm, I'm not gonna go through all this because again, this is, you can do this on your own. But here's showing Wisconsin. It was called by 20,000 votes. Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled drop boxes are illegal under Wisconsin law in a 4-3 decision issued in 2022. Well, it's too late then, right? Wisconsin Election Commissioner Megan Wolf unilaterally declared ballot drop boxes could be used to vote in 2020 elections, even though Wisconsin Election Commission commissioners never voted to adopt this memo. Uh, ahead of the 2020 election, Wolf encouraged clerks to use, quote, creative solutions to deploy drop boxes that she said could be unstaffed. There were 528, remember 2,000 mules, the movie? And so, uh, yeah, someone said, again, they showed it in, 20, in, in um, uh, 2,000 mules. Yeah, it was 2,000 mules, not 10,000, but that's okay. So, again, all of this is, folks, just revealing that this is pretty, so, if you go to the um, if you go to the actual PDF, it's got another. Let me see how many pages. Another about six, seven pages on Wisconsin. Then it goes into Pennsylvania, where supposedly Biden won by eighty thousand votes, and then it finishes on Michigan, where uh, Biden won by one hundred fifty-four thousand votes, and I believe. I thought Arizona was in there as well. Maybe somewhere I missed Arizona. But anyway, this is like, in my opinion, we're good. Let's go ahead and come back to me, please, Elias. In my opinion, this should be like overwhelming, right, folks? This should be out there. This should be... Yes, exactly. Many of those drop boxes were funded <clears throat> by Zuckerbucks. Uh, all of this, <clears throat> all of this corruption that is there, that was there again, thanks to COVID. Don't forget, none of this would have happened probably without COVID, without the pandemic that they had to do. And uh, yeah, very good point, Lady Cat 68. Thank you for mentioning that. Don't forget. They immediately then were able to apply this cheating to the Senate that happened, what, uh, two months later, a month and a half later, the runoff election? So this is not just the presidential. And that's why I said that once you commit a coup and you steal elections, which is a coup, that's part of a coup, if you can't stop it, if, you, if we can't reconcile it, folks, then it's going to continue. Why would we think that they're not going to keep cheating? Which is why I don't trust that if Trump 
gets elected or, you know, actually is the chosen person on election night in 2024, if we have an election, that then it would not be a selection process where they allowed him to win by not cheating in this case. And yeah, absolutely, this is the Republicans as well. These are the rhinos as well doing this. As I mentioned on Tuesday's show, let's not forget, Georgia has a Republican governor and a Republican secretary of state. Yet they allowed this because they're part of the globalist establishment. Kemp is, the governor is all in on the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. My friend Leah Holman, who lives in Georgia, has covered this extensively at leoholman.com. The level of corruption from Georgia. So I think that this is very much the plan going forward. And I think that this should be headline news, right? But because it's coming out from Trump and not from any media sources, and it's only being covered on the Gateway Pundit and Infowars and, and those media sources that they can then deem as right-wing and extremists, how many people are gonna see this? How many people are gonna actually go through and sit down and read this report and look at the evidence that shows that the staggering number of votes that would have flipped Georgia, would have, I mean, 2,000 mules showed that just the ballot boxes and just stopping the mules would have flipped the election, let alone all of these other things that are in this report that covers multiple facets of election fraud and criminality and corruption that then would have flipped Georgia, would have flipped Pennsylvania. would have. So when I came out in 2020 and said Trump won in a landslide, Trump won in a landslide because it would have been a landslide. The electoral college vote would have been over well over 350, 360 maybe, if he picks up Georgia, if he picks up Pennsylvania, if he picks up Michigan, if he picks up Wisconsin, if he picks up Arizona. And then on top of that, you're talking about then potentially, what about Minnesota? Um, what about then, well, I was gonna say um, New Mexico maybe, Colorado, I don't think so. You know, people were out there saying Trump won California. I don't think so. I, I think that's, that's ludicrous. The left coast is the left coast. But it would have been a significant electoral college win for Trump. But that's not where we're at. We're in the midst of God's judgment. We're in the midst of, as the book of Habakkuk said, right? What did it say in verse 4? Therefore, the law is powerless, right? They don't follow the laws. They don't care about the Constitution. Yes, we're supposed to be a constitutional republic, but when these people don't care and they break the laws and they don't care and nothing happens to them, well, that's now the law is powerless. Justice never goes forth for the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. And that's what you have. So I'm confident, let's go to our headline again tonight. I'm confident that Trump won 2020. I'm confident that he should be the duly elected president. I'm confident that Biden is not the president. I'm confident that we're in the midst of a coup. 
I'm confident that we have the most corrupt federal government we've ever had. What say you guys? What say you guys? What do you think? I'm confident. Uh, no, Leo, somebody said that Leo, Leo was not in Washington State. Leo was, uh, Leo Holman was, as I think for a long time, has been based out of the state of Georgia. So he's there. But pray, again, pray for 2024. Pray that God would throw the plans of the enemy. Pray that God would confound their plans. But I got to bring this to you and, and bring the reality that, I, that given this report and given the detail, the, the, you know, the measure of detail in it, it is not a stretch to go out there and say Trump won 2020 and that elections are rigged. It's not. Just like in Arizona in 2022. It's just not, folks. And I think this is what we got to pray against. I, yes, I, again, I, yeah, I believe he won Wisconsin. I believe, uh, yeah, California cheated in the recall election for governor. I believe that's true. I still don't know if Elder, I think it was Elder, right? I don't think Elder would have won. Uh, but I very much believe that uh, Trump should still be the president. But let's move on because I want to get to the second part of our show tonight. And that is something that, again, continues to be very near and dear to my heart and very much something that I'm concerned about. And that is the, 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 the persecution of Christians around the world. It is unbelievable just the level. Let's go to the Hamas article first, the one that is also from InfoWars, please, Elias. Here's the article that I wanted to highlight. Go ahead, please bring this up. Hamas and Hezbollah attacks on Christians being ignored. So the, 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 the point of this article is what you see at the beginning there is that the Pope, who's supposed to be the, go ahead and come back to me for a second, the representative, right, of the Christian church. No, he doesn't represent Christ. He doesn't represent Christianity. He doesn't represent evangelicalism. He represents, okay, the Vatican and, and the Catholic Church. I think, I've talked to many Catholics who say he doesn't represent them. But without the slightest bit of evidence, he comes out and accuses Israel of killing two Palestinian Christians. Again, there's the word Palestinian again. It doesn't exist. No such thing as Palestinian. These are Arabs who are Christians or Arabs who are Muslims. So these are two Arab Christian women at a Catholic church in Gaza And both he and the world's media seconded this sentiment, having again showed this anti-Israel animus. They were quick to blame Israel. Yet, yet, on December 26th, Iran's Lebanese proxy Hezbollah attacked St. Mary's Greek Catholic Church in Ikrit in northern Israel. An anti-tank guided missile fired from Lebanon directly at the church, severely wounding an 85-year-old civilian. Nine Israeli soldiers who rushed to rescue the churchgoer were then wounded by a second missile strike. Hezbollah boasted about the attack and posted a video of its missiles hitting the church. The attack on, by Hezbollah on St. Mary's Church in northern Israel was deliberate. Hezbollah was proud of its attack both on the church and on the IDF soldiers wounded. As of the writing of this article, no Christian leader 
globally has had anything to say about this attack by Iran's proxy Hezbollah, who are Muslims, right? Let's not mince words. On this Catholic church, which many would consider to be quote-unquote Christian. The Pope certainly didn't mention it. But, the, but, but yet, the attack on these Arab Christians in Gaza now bring the condemnation of the Pope, and yet the IDF, according to the article, investigated and showed no evidence. And they've been pretty good because when the IDF accidentally killed three hostages, they investigated and admitted this was a total breakdown of, le of leadership and of command control. We admit that we killed three Jewish hostages who came towards them, who then were shot by the IDF. They admitted that. So when they investigated this, they said there's no evidence that the IDF was involved in this because it was gunfire, it was shootings. And we know that Hamas routinely subjects the Christian community in Gaza, which used to be, by the way, before 2005, before Israel pulled out of Gaza, used to be over 5,000 Christians in Gaza. Now, 18 years later, there's maybe less than 1,000 Christians that are left in Gaza. Hamas would happily kill a few Christians in Gaza if it, the killing could then be blamed by the IDF. Why is this a shock? Why is it a shock that Hamas would kill the Christians, which it can do under Islamic law, and then blame Israel for it. Why, is it, why that, would that be a shock? So I think that um, it is very important to understand. It is very important to understand that this situation, this situation is not the first time. Why didn't the Pope speak out about Hamas using the church as a compound in Gaza to launch rocket attacks against Israel? Why is it the Pope only speaks out about Christians in the Middle East when he wants to condemn Israel and protect the Muslims? These are the same terrorists, by the way, who fired a rocket that struck the hospital, remember, in Gaza, and rushed to blame Israel, and that proved to be false. And I want to bring your attention to the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is, while we have record, record levels of, of, of anti-Semitism and Jew hatred now since October 7th, it's unhinged. The left and the Muslims are not even apologetic or remotely hiding their vile hatred, their demonic hatred of the Jews. They're not even remotely hiding it. And so I think it is so important for us to understand that there's a genocide that's been going on. I have a DVD that's called War on Christians, 2019. In it, I highlight the worst persecution of Christians historically in, in the entirety 
of the church history. 2,000 years of church history. Today, right now, Christians are under the worst persecution in the history of the church, numerically speaking. And who are the number one perpetrators of that persecution? It is Islam. It is not governmental. It is Islam. And I give the evidence in this DVD. I show from Islamic text how the more Islam rises, the more Christians will be persecuted, attacked, and killed. There's a direct correlation. I have shown through Islamic law that Islam allows and calls for fighting Christians and killing Christians to subjugate them or to get them to turn and convert to Islam. Here's a recent article. Let's go to this one. I'm just looking at some of the comments on, on, on the things, folks. Um, yeah, I know you guys are all still talking on Trump online there. Uh, yeah, by the way, Nikki Haley, somebody brought up Nikki. Let me just, do you have that article? Let's go to this article just because people are talking about it on, on the chat. Look at this. Nikki Haley previously said Americans should not call illegal aliens criminals because it's disrespectful and they're not criminals. Give me a break. As I said to you last week, she is uh, a, a immigrant version of Hillary Clinton. I don't trust her one bit. Uh, but no, I, I, don't, I don't think that Trump, Trump uh, is going to choose Nikki Haley. I think he's not that stupid. He knows that that will kill his campaign. But let's go back to this, please. I'm highlighting this, folks. You guys need to know what is happening. The White House came out two weeks after October 7th, put forth a task force and an executive order creating the Combating Islamophobia Act that is under the NSA, the National Security Administration, the National Security Council. They're making it a matter of national security to combat Islamophobia. Yet Muslims are killing Christians in record numbers globally. Go to this headline, please. Look at this. A Christmas Muslim genocide happening in Nigeria. Muslims celebrated Christmas in Nigeria by massacring over 100 Christians across a dozen communities. The jihadis hacked Christians to death with machetes and burned down churches. Go ahead and please come back to me. As part of a genocidal campaign, look at this, folks, that has killed at least 52,000 Christians in over a decade. And, and in my DVD, that, I put that number as way higher, more than, more, well over 100,000, I believe, in over, and well, in my numbers go back, I think to 20, 2006, I think. So maybe it's a little bit longer period that I had the research that I did. So they're saying in the last decade, which means to 2014. So certainly, yeah. But I think that it's well over 100, 120,000 maybe. And yet, not a single American marched, rallied, or protested over this actual genocide. Yet everybody, including Taylor Swift, is going now to concerts and supporting the genocide in Gaza. Yet nobody cares that Christians are being massacred all over the world. The rampaging mobs crying that Hamas is suffering genocide remain silent. Black Lives Matter hadn't, didn't say anything. 
The Christian churches don't say anything. The Pope didn't say anything. The Christian leaders don't say anything. Franklin Graham didn't say anything. Uh, 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 um, Rick Warren or Joel Olstein or none of these Christian leaders are going to say anything. They're too busy becoming gazillionaires. According, this says, according to the International Society for Civil Liberties and Rule of Law, 4,500 Christians were killed this year in Nigeria. Again, I think that number is very low. And let me just be very clear. Why? Because this is being done by Muslim gangs, like the Fulani, like Boko Haram. This is Muslim gangs. Um, they're drug traffickers, they're sex traffickers, they're slave traders, and they kill Christians. Yet the world is not focusing on anti-Semitism as it should be because we see the alarming Jew hatred, in my opinion now, globally, not just localized like it was in World War II before, before uh, uh, the, the Holocaust, but now we see it globally. And this is not, by the way, a blanket uh, defense of um, Israel because uh, somebody sent me a video of um, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn coming out and confirming that there was a stand-down order for seven hours on October 7th. Again, I was, of anybody that I know, I was the first one to say that on Brandon House show on October 7th for a three-hour panel that we did that night. I came out and very boldly said, I have no doubt in my mind that there was a stand-down order given. This is not a failure of intelligence. There was no doubt there was a stand-down order given. And now, not only Charlie Kirk has come out and said that, Gerald Flynn is now saying that. And whether Netanyahu knew or not, I don't know, but it's clearly there. Yes, Franklin Graham promoted the jab, exactly. So these Christian leaders are so deceived or so connected to the globalist system that's being built and the one world religion, one world government, one world economy, which by the way, just, just a quick plug for our two DVDs that cover that, the great pushback covers all about the rise of the one world government and one world economy and how to push back against the Great Reset. And then our One World Religion Rising DVD that you can get on our website covers the rise of the second beast, which is the false religious system and false prophet, uh, which Islam is centered to that. And so this is so important for, for us to understand that we, we're, we're missing the bigger picture here. And yes, as somebody said, you have the shooting in Iowa today, right when the Epstein stuff comes out. Do we have that? Did I give you that article, Elias, about uh, Clinton? Yeah. I didn't want to bring this up because, I, because I'm not shocked by this. Folks, are you shocked by the fact that these elected officials and these government officials that are all evil globalists, that they're pedophiles? Is this shocking to you? Clinton likes them young. Wild Bill, uh, DOE 36, named numerous times in Epstein documents which reveal his alleged sick appetite for young girls. 
There it is. There's, there's the docket there in the case that was revealed. Why are we shocked that globalist evil individuals that have sold their soul to Satan would also be pedophiles? Sound of Freedom, right? Amazing movie. If you haven't watched it yet. The Human Trafficking. Why are we shocked? Why would you be surprised that these sick individuals in the halls of power, that that's how sick our government is? Again, I'm not saying that there's not some decent people still there, but I believe that's how sick, and I believe that's what they have. They're either threatening people like Trump to keep them to comply or to not you know, fully push back, or, or they got smut on them. They got dirt on them. And it is absolutely imperative for us to understand that these are the last days, folks. And we know there's going to be just such an increase of evil, right? This is why the Bible says, just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man. Rampant wickedness, rampant evil in the days of Noah, continually evil thoughts on their hearts and minds, especially the world. Without Christ, right? That's where we're at. Our world is perpetually thinking evil. The beast system government perpetually thinking evil. And again, I will tell you, there is not going to be a savior. We already have a savior. Trump is not our savior, even though I believe that he duly won 2020. I believe that then. I believe it now. I just showed you tonight. No doubt. But I do not ascribe to QAnon. I do not ascribe to the conspiracies. I do not ascribe to the fact that there's some secret plan that we don't all know about. I'm telling you again, everything is demonstrating from the word of God that God is judging this nation. And part of that judgment is corruption in our faces, where we know it's corrupt, where we know it's rigged, where we know they're breaking the laws, where we know these are criminals. And yet there's nothing we can do about it because the law, what did Habakkuk say? The law is powerless. The law, our constitution, that is on our, supposed to be on our side, protecting the people, is powerless. We're powered out. Good news, God is not powerless, amen? God is not powerless. And I want to remind you that God is not powerless to see the plight of the persecuted Christians. So please get a copy if you want of the war on Christians. Share that. It's on our website. And also, just so you know, those who say, oh, you're, you're an anti-Muslim hater. Like the SPLC that lists our, our ministry as an anti-hate, as a hate group. No, we want to love individual Muslims and see them come to Christ, to come out of the darkness. That's why we put together a brand new gospel track, The Straight Way to Eternal Life, in collaboration with a good friend of mine in Minnesota. Remember, I was in Minnesota four times last year. And we're trying to equip Christians there to evangelize all these Muslims that are taking over Minnesota. So soon we will have this up on our website. If you want to get a, uh, we'll have like two, probably for 
uh, five bucks and then shipping and handling. So maybe it's like max 10 bucks for two, maybe three. We may throw in three. I'm not sure, depending on our cost. I have to look at our cost, but we want to get those out there. I just ordered a big batch. So if you have Muslims all over the country, they're here in Tennessee, they're all over the country, they're all over the world. Two billion of them around the world. We want to get a copy. We want to be able to equip ourselves to share Christ with these Muslims, to get them out of the darkness that is Islam. Why do they hate Christians? Because this vile, pervert, per perverse ideology that is an antichrist spirit, that is evil, Satan is Allah, Allah is Satan. This is what's corrupting people. This is what causes them to hate Jews and hate Christians and call Jews uh, pigs and apes and monkeys that the Quran does and say that they must kill and persecute Christians. And the antidote is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. Um, so, I thank you for all for joining us tonight. Um, if you want to support our ministry with a uh, one-time donation, uh, just go, um, yeah, Elias, I don't think we have the right image. It's okay. Uh, you can go to our website right there, tillministry.com uh, slash donate. And you can make a secure donation or the address is there to mail in a check. If you like to mail in a check, just make it out to Truth in Love or T-I-L. Thank you for joining us. Also, if you want to be part of our Gideon Army, if you want to support us on a monthly basis, we have something called a Gideon Army where you can pray for us and join us to support us monthly. Uh, we're grateful for every one of our Gideon Armies. I think we have about a, over 100 around the country, and we're praying for 300. So if you are not a part of that, if you are, thank you so much. Praise God for you. But if you're not, if you want to prayerfully consider that, any amount... Um, that is uh, 25 bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. Whatever the Lord leads on your heart, $5 and up. We're grateful for that. Um, we're running out of time. We'll, we'll, we'll take your questions more next week. Uh, but I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. Have a blessed weekend. By the way, our church will be back this Sunday. We'll be live streaming on our website and hopefully on Rumble, but on our website, tillministry.com, live and we are studying, we are, we are starting our Book of Revelation study. We are going to do a long, months, months, study of the Book of Revelation from chapter one on. It is going to be incredible. It's going to be exciting. That will be um, 6 o'clock Eastern time. We go live with worship and then with our service and teaching after that. This coming Sunday, the December, uh, January 7th, I believe it is, uh, at 6 p.m. So please join us for that. I'll be back with you live next Tuesday at noon Eastern, Lord willing. This is Pastor Sharam hitting say, saying have a blessed weekend. Again, stay close to God, pray, be in the Word, be in fellowship uh, for much is ahead of us, but God is doing a work in the nations. God bless you guys.